Welcome to the Front Court Female Podcast. I'm your coach, Jillian, and I pick you for my team. You win in the end, so get into the game. Hello, be present with me today. It's a rainy night in Chi-Town. I was named after someone who said, I love every day. The sun, the fog, the clouds, the rain, I love it all. So be present with me here today. Here in this rain, we love it all. Welcome to part two in my little mini-series about positive thinking, manifesting, what is all this business, why can't I snap my fingers and have what I want, I thought you said the ball is in my court. If my style of loving on you while simultaneously smacking you on the ass and back of your head in this episode resonates with you, please do me the favor of leaving me a lovely review, five or more stars, maybe hit the subscription button. What is the law of attraction? (laughs) I said that while doing like sparkle fingers. Simply put, it's the ability to attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. So easy, right? Right? But I hear this a lot, and it's frequently from women. They're like, I'm never going to get what I want. I'm ready to give up. I'm showing up. I think I'm doing the work. I'm seeing a therapist. I'm reading self-help. When is my dream partner job life going to drop from the sky above? I've wished for so long now. Why do all my friends who don't do this work seem to just have relationships drop into their lap? Why won't the universe just help me the fuck out? I know, I feel that because there's so much exhaustion and frustration in these questions. Because the underlying question of it all is, why aren't I good enough? What is wrong with me? It makes my body sad to hear these questions because that's painful to be in a place of asking that and there's so much self-shaming that comes with that question. And I know that you've been told that thinking you have a problem is the problem itself. And I know that that is depressing because it doesn't feel like there's a quick exit door for that belief, you know, that something's wrong with you. And honestly, living in the space of I can't get what I want is such a common human place to be. We forget that though, don't we? We go out and date on autopilot from a place of there must be something wrong with me if no one has chosen me by now. I'm still out here dating, so I'd be lucky if this person picks me. Instead of remembering that humans all struggle with this, like this should be a place of compassion. And dating from that place of, I'd be lucky if I could fill this void with the person who chooses me, it's not an authentic version of you, it's a scared version of you. What if you felt so safe within yourself that you were only ever dating from a place of, I'm enough so I can be fully present here in learning this person. I don't need their validation. I gave myself that. I don't need them to make me feel safe. I make myself feel safe. I don't need them to save me. (laughs) I saved myself. I don't need them to compliment my looks. I know I look amazing because I know that from the inside out, I give that to myself. What if you could date with a clear mind that is not seeking anything other than connection? 
humans crave connection, but we have bought into seeking becoming a whole person outside of us. And doing that distracts us from real connection. Becoming compassionate to the struggle we all face in this area toward, you know, yourself and the person that you're sitting across from. Like, what a beautiful thing. Becoming a whole person who dates to find another whole person. I mean, when two whole people connect, what a beautiful freaking thing. Let's be clear. There is nothing wrong with you if you have not found the things you want. There's not. There isn't. But it's possible there are some things that you're doing that are not working in your favor. And these things are not like glaringly evident. This is like such an intense subject that can go so deep. But but before we get into it, you should grab a hold of your pants because there's some tough love in this episode. I'm saying now to meet yourself with compassion at all times. I am also saying now that I preach here to take radical responsibility for yourself. Like I dream, I dream of a world where women take such radical responsibility, responsibility for choosing themselves, responsibility for the way their own choices affect them, and then responsibility for adjusting those choices accordingly. Responsibility for filling these gaps that they call flaws with unwavering self-acceptance. Like picture it. We'd have a world full of women standing in their full life force and self-worth every day. Ugh, then what would happen with like a world full of women in their power? I mean, for starters, men would just have to adjust, right? I mean, they'd have to clean up some things to be able to be seen by these full life force women. Oh, that's not where I live, though. And if I sound mad about it, it's because sometimes it's time to get mad about women accepting less and complaining about the same things over and over. Like, if you're not mad about it, I'm mad for you. I'm mad that you're blaming men. I'm mad that you're blaming 2020. I'm mad that you're blaming anything other than yourself for a reality that you have the power over creating every single day. This conversation today, though, is about breaking the cycle of your own pain and taking your story into your own hands. Am I tough? Yeah, but it's because I've been there, remember? Like, I've been smacked by the cosmic baseball bat to my face, and I've accepted the invitation to go into the parts of myself that I have left behind in this whirlwind life of people-pleasing, trying to keep a man, and trying to look perfect. Yes, I'm telling you firsthand that it can be a painful reality to face. But the minute you feel the pain of responsibility, of taking responsibility, you now get to choose the results you want. I'm not woman blaming. If you are a woman and you feel this pain, let me tell you why the pain you feel in waking up to the truth is not your fault. Why is it not your fault that we do not live in that amazing world that I previously described and we probably never will? If you are a woman, you have been sold a lie. You got hustled. You have been sold the lie that you are not enough as you are. Your world sold you this lie and you bought in because you literally were not given an alternative. And everything around you pointed to, you know, pointed you into accepting this lie. Disney did this to you like it got you real young, right? You saw cartoon gorgeous women with these like inconceivable body proportions whose purpose in life was to get the man. And you were like, I want to be her. Yeah, I want to be her. 
<laughs> Who was your favorite one? Mine was Ariel, the fishwoman with the banging body for a 16-year-old. And she had like this singing voice I'd never have. <laughs> Little Jillian was like watching bug-eyed as she sold her entire voice to chase after Dick, which involved throwing her like me and a hater, this mega fat lady who was super jealous because she was hot. Naturally, only one body type is enviable. And Ariel just completely like self-abandons and goes through all this physical hell to marry the guy in the end. Despite never having had a real conversation with him. (laughs) I can't. But none of that mattered because he's a handsome. So everything else slides. I watched them like get married, I think, in the end. And that was the first moment that I vividly remember buying in to the lie. Like I'm sitting there eating my Teddy Grahams. I'm like, oh, that's happiness. Finding a man. A handsome one for sure. Without that, you're not whole. Oop, mind programmed. Uh, As we got older, we got presented with our two options, right? You can, number one, stay single and fail. If you do that, though, you have to like buy a bunch of cats and wear a bonnet and let everyone feel bad for you because you're sad because single equals sad. It's math. Or there was number two. You can find a man, get married and be happy. Those are our two options, ladies. (laughs) Stop. Listen, I bought into this lie. I bought in so hard. I bought into this lie with every penny I had. I was every little archetype of this lie over the years. I was a doormat girlfriend to the always hottest guy in the room. Because remember, if he's handsome, everything else slides. Yeah, that. (laughs) I was subservient and accommodating the cool girl, understanding, chill. And I was often told by these men, you're so cool. You're so perfect. Oh my God, I ate that up. I wasn't connecting even a centimeter with these men, but I mean, that's the hustle I was sold that, you know, men want the cool, perfect hot chick. Oh, that was so many lives ago. And some of the men who did get that version of me, they'd they'd see this podcast and they'd be like, her? That chick has a podcast on what now? (laughs) That girl, like the one that would never speak up? I bought in, all right? I drank the Kool-Aid, I chugged it. I added vodka, I sent the drunk texts, and then my universe forced me to wake the F up. So the truth didn't knock lightly. It didn't creep around my window. It didn't throw rocks subtly till I slowly realized it was there. The truth freaking burned my life down. (laughs) The truth is that I am enough. I am a whole person. I never needed to find a man. I needed to find me. Good morning. Wake up with me. Here's your alarm clock. You were put on this earth with a limitless mind. And limiting it is a conscious choice that you are making. We are limiting ourselves if we are allowing the world to tell us that we are not enough. That we need someone to choose us and boom, then we're magically enough. So here's your slogans of the day. And like picture me clapping between each word as I say these. Single is not a problem to be fixed. For my taken people. My relationship does not fix me. I fix me. You hear me, but do you believe me? Is the part of you like, "Eh, sure, I guess, but I still want a man. I mean, who is this Jillian chick? Maybe she's just mad because she looks like Ursula, the fat cat lady that Ariel took down to get the hottie. All right, sure, maybe I do. I don't know. But let's talk about getting what you want. All I'm saying is you cannot bypass what I just said and then skip to this section. Let's talk about this manifesting shit, because you hear that word all the time. It's honestly, it's kind of an annoying word. Manifesting is what? Willing something into your life? 
So you're going along with this. Maybe you're giving money to a homeless guy because you got boomerang thinking. It has you convinced that some good karma will bring you the thing you want. Put it out there, get it back, right? Maybe you've got some quartz crystals that you're rubbing between your titties and you're making sure they're out like facing toward the moon because that's how you manifest. And it's what your cousin's friend's sister did and she's married with four kids. Maybe you're praying on your knees. Maybe you're wishing super hard. Maybe you're uh, staring at a vision board with a well-oiled man on it. And so you're waiting for him to like drop through your ceiling and offer you some soup. Maybe you're reading the law of attraction. And that's fine. The law of attraction is simple. Like we said, you are pulling people into your life based on what's going on inside of you. And I so get your frustration because the hustle that you've been sold on this law of attraction shit is that you're supposed to be able to change overnight. And like I said in part one, that will never be possible because the thoughts you've labeled as dominant have been there for a long time. And it will take a long time to replace them with other ones, especially taking your subconscious into play. So the three things to understand are these. One, the universe does not surprise you with success while you are expecting failure. Number two, you do not attract what you want. You attract what you believe. And number three, the universe does not give you what you want. It gives you what you need. So I picture the universe as sort of like a shadowy figure with a beard or whatever, and he goes, or she goes, okay, this is what you think you want, but I know better. Here's something close to that, though. But you're going to have to realize that you need to apply your own wisdom and see that this is not what you actually need. Go deeper. There's something else. And okay, disclaimer, I don't like I don't claim to understand the universe. Okay, I haven't sat and conspired with it. I don't know how it works perfectly. I'm not a spooky ghoul who like sits in the clouds casting spells. What I know is what I have witnessed, gathered, experienced and observed from credible sources in credible ways. Okay, so let's go through some reasons that maybe you haven't netted yourself the results you want. Reason number one, you are hoping for success, but expecting failure. So the universe, and when I say universe, I mean, you know, God, the universe, the forces that be, your higher self, whatever your belief system is. The universe will not surprise you with success when you are expecting failure. Think about the last time that something good happened to you. What did you say? Did you say, I got lucky? Or I don't deserve this great person or place or thing or promotion? So cute. Why would luck be required for something good to happen to you? A, because you weren't expecting it. You weren't feeling worthy of it. When you give power to words like luck or chance, your world becomes built on a foundation of control being out of your own reach. And in the hands of some fate that you believe is controlled by outside forces. You're not taking your fates into your own hands when you give power to these mysterious forces and not yourself. Like example, you say you want more money, but your thoughts tell you that money is not possible to get at your level of education or status. Or you say you want a handsome, financially stable, oily bodied husband, but you become bitter when you see another engagement alert on Facebook and you call that girl lucky. Doesn't help that you see things going on around you that justify how hard it is for everyone, not just you. So you have unwittingly become content with the world you've created for yourself, accepting that you'll never have enough of what you need. And when something good does come to you, your mind does not put together that you broke your patterns enough to create abundance. 
you write it off as external forces, maybe like the gods working in mysterious ways, you call it a miracle, but you don't tie it to anything you did. You don't call it alignment, but that moment of success you had, that good thing that came to you, that's what it was, alignment. So all you've mastered by this point is reacting when you have what you're calling a lucky break. What if we start proactively creating circumstances that work in your favor by using the life force within you? You say your results don't add up to what you want, but what are you actually doing to choose them? You listen to me, right? But have you really started coming around to the fact that this game is built for you to win? Because if you have, you'll stop being so shocked when you do catch a win. And side note, obviously building a more abundant mindset does come with, yes, the struggle of having to drop the expectation of the way you thought winning would look. I mean, it almost never looks the way you expected it. It never looks like Disney. But nonetheless, your game exists to give you what is going to truly fulfill you in the end, what you need. You're blocking your own path to the hoop by expecting the worst, but cautiously hoping for maybe a little good fortune that you'd be lucky to get. Ooh, let's check this fortune cookie. No, your game is not built on chance. It is not dictated by other people's moves and who gives you what if you were a good enough boy or girl that year. Here we're talking about you are inherently worthy. Everything that comes onto your court is for you and of you. Every pass is for you. And believe me, I'm not on this, I don't need a man type wave. You know, for those people who will not allow themselves to be open so they can protect themselves from the depths of connecting. They're like, oh, I'm going to stay an independent woman. I'm going to keep my life only about me and never connect because I know about me that I lose myself when I go beyond that. No, it's not about being closed off. This is about choosing what you are open to. This is the behavior I allow. I only allow good things. Let good things come. When the bad things come, they'll only seem bad. They're a part of your story, and we know we win in the end, remember? Losing is imaginary. If you are not expecting success, why would you be surprised with it? A heart full of faith gets what it wants, and a heart full of doubt has some work to do. So yeah, think about this in terms of dating. And that's what I'm focused on because out of all the things that people are mad that they don't have, this is the thing that comes up the most, like the relationship. So what about that one time when you were in a great relationship with someone, but you decided, you know, after kind of weighing your past and your current beliefs, you decided that this was too good to be true. So what happened? This relationship you attracted was destroyed by your own paranoia. And it's disintegrated, right? It's like when my girl told me the other day, she went, (laughs) she said she wants kids if she meets the right person. I was like, well, are you expecting to never meet the right person? So what are you doing about the fact that you hate your results? You're going to the gym, you're meditating, talking to someone, talking to a therapist, um, getting up early, journaling. Honestly, that's all good stuff. It's all good. But do you know how to go that next step? Do you know how to halt your current belief system in place? And then rebuild it in a way that, you know, creates abundance and a sense of control over what you attract. So let's talk a little about how to reset. You cannot trick the universe into giving you abundance when the universe is clear on the fact that you are not expecting shit except luck. You can't manipulate the universe into believing your noise. It is unmanipulatable. But you can definitely start by clearing out your noise. So this is, this is the part that's kind of hard for people is sit still. Listen, what is within you? What are your expectations really within you? Some Zen teacher I heard said, um, they said, silence is who you are. And I, I always say that now, like in reference to the fact that people are so like upset over having to sit still during pandemic times. 
So go into that space. What do you think about when you can't sleep at night? Like those are your real thoughts when you're alone and still. It's not just that you can't sleep. It's that your mind is clear. What is your stillness bringing up? What are the doubts you still have? Why are you feeling lonely? And how can you separate that from being with yourself? And this space is scary for people. Stillness is driving everyone absolutely crazy during these times when things are closed down. Like all our illusions are shut down. The bars are closed. You can't distract yourself by partying. All of that stuff was an illusion. And now you're forced into your reality, your own stillness. It's scary. But get in touch with your doubts. Sit still in them. Listen to them. Listen to the old shit that is coming up. So fun fact, people who aren't living in the past can always navigate the present in a healthy way. Even when their lives don't look the way they want. Even when there's a conflict. Try going inside and having conversations with yourself. Push away guilt. Detach from the old character in which you were living and let go of the human emotions that keep you living in doubt. Living with that limited mind space. Connect with the voice in your head. That's the real you. And kill those old concepts. Breathe out all the doubts. Kill the concept of your old self. (laughs) Kill the past is from Star Wars. And as usual, Star Wars applies to everything. Remember, all the doubt you're experiencing comes from listening to other voices than your own. Make your inner voice the only one. In doing this work, it's, it takes about 25 minutes tops to go into your own brain and get very real with yourself on where you're having doubts and why. Reason number two, you are not radically clear on what you want. I might have just triggered you because you're like, Jillian, of course I know what I want. I want a hot coconut oiled man with a medium sized dog who loves Tuesday afternoons and reality TV shows. And he has to drink coffee from Trader Joe's. Don't try to tell me what I want. Cool, 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 cool. You can try to construct yourself a man based off those vague basic qualities, just like you're Dr. Frankenstein. And if you want it hard enough, it'll probably come to you because law of attraction. But how many of you have had the experience of finding that person that checks all the boxes only to receive like nine extra boxes that you did not ask for, which range from mildly unacceptable to utterly horrifying? (laughs) That is telling you that this game of your life is not meant to bring you a list. And you probably need more time to learn and play the game, not rush to the end, staying ignorant of your true desires. Like that shouldn't be a big ask of us. We've established that we win in the end, right? The problem is people want it now. They want to snap their fingers and get the man in the picket fence now. Like who, who put this idea in your head that you can go out dating and attract people all while not having full belief in yourself and not being clear on your true desires? Who told you you can skip this stuff? I mean, if you're out there like, I don't know, I'll take what I can get. I probably can't win at love. All these people are headed your direction to prove you right. Look, other women stay up at night worrying about losing the right man, never finding him, and they overthink their every move, right? They're afraid of losing the game. But we're here. We're here on the front court. As the front court female, we know that we win in the end. So we can relax into the game and have fun. You can date with freedom from the fear of making mistakes because there's nothing to stress about. We got clear minds on this court. So the question, of course, is how do I get perfectly clear on my true desires? Well, some of that is going inside your own head, your own life, your time spent, and becoming radically real with yourself. I mean, dig deep because this stuff, it's there. 
So, I mean, what are you posting? Online runs a lot more of our lives than we want to admit, so let's just confront it. It might seem fun in the moment to post things online that are self-deprecating or super negative about dating, man-hating, maybe woman-hating. I mean, I know there's a lot of gossipy stuff, but what is doing all of that keeping you committed to? So realize that people continue to post these things because they expect to continue to be disappointed. People who are posting these excessively toxic or, you know, self-degrading types of memes or statuses, these people feel hopeless about ever meeting someone who can turn it all around for them. So realize that your participation in this is telling the universe how unworthy and unready for love you believe that you are. Why would the universe shock you then by sending over Prince Charming to save you? I get that these quotes and stuff are often jokes, and it's not that like I can't take a joke. But listen, even if you are joking, you have a belief that you cannot attract great love, and that is even making you joke about it so much. And this is the way that the human mind works, and it's crazy, okay? If you have a belief about something, you will seek to validate it, and your brain will be more interested in validating your belief than getting the need met that you actually have. Like you're more interested in having your belief be correct than finding the connection you really want. So yes, if you're posting a belief that makes a joke about all love being toxic, I mean, yeah, it's holding you back. You see everyone doing it. I get that. It seems harmless to engage. But some people think that they're ready for healthy love, yet they're continuing down their court to block their own shot because they're living under the idea that their past that is full of hurt and pain, that that's always how it's going to be. The past was hard, so all love is always hard. All love is toxic. Your past was hard, and I, I get that. Same. Be gentle on yourself and the ways you've been hurt. I mean, I highly recommend going, you know, inside your past hurts and traumas to reframe them, however that looks for you. But separate then and now. You're with me here doing the work, right? I I mean, you're on your path. So you're allowed to realize that you were not operating at your full potential previously and that what you have is now. And if you're still afraid of repeating the same mistakes, then fear is going to keep you living in that pattern. Your brain is going to seek the validation to the fear that nothing is ever going to work out for you since it hasn't yet. And it's okay to separate the old you, forgive that person, you know, go inside and do that work and then get very clear on what the new you wants. Clear on finding the faith that what you want exists. And you you can clear those toxic patterns and the ideas that you have about healthy love. And living without intention is often the culprit of why you're falling into casual relationships, like making the same mistakes and things not working out in seemingly the same way over and over, right? If you're not used to living intentionally, all this stuff just seems like a confusing, chaotic mess. But self-love, it's not an endgame. It's a journey of habits, rituals, and choices, daily choices, daily little habits that then build on each other. If I loved myself, what would I do? If I were worthy, would I accept this behavior? If I knew that I was enough, would I continue engaging this person? Would I accept this if I were on the verge of manifesting the serious relationship I want? Is this my path? Those relationships, those people who aren't sure of you, that's not your path. You're sure about you. Believing you are worthy of love is your responsibility. No one can love you into believing that. So let's check in on your time spent. Are you spending time with someone casually? Do you want that? Because if so, do you. This is judgment-free. I am throwing zero shade. In the crowd that I'm speaking to, the more common explanation is that you are lowering your standards so that people can meet them. Listen, if you want something real, 
Declare that. Don't be ashamed about wanting something serious. Don't hide it because you think the word serious will scare off people or that it makes you pathetic. If someone leaves because you stated what you want, like, that's awesome. I'm literally doing a thumbs up right now. Thank you, person, for doing that. Goodbye with love. I would so much rather know that you're scared of commitment immediately because I spoke my truth and stood in my power and expressed my needs. Bye. It's fine. Start saying no to the wrong people fast. Being with yourself is always better than company just for company's sake. We'll go into that in the red flag conversations in other episodes, but internalize that. Seeking company for the purpose of not being alone is sending the exact opposite intention out there if your actual desire is for something serious. You are confusing the universe. People come into your life as projections of you, and their purpose is to show you what you really want. People around you are always showing you where to go based on your true intent. Who's here? Like, what are they doing? Why? Do I want that? Is this my path? Again, are you clear? Are you committed to actually getting what you want? I'm going to say it. Working on yourself takes actual work. And sometimes that work is being alone. Like, time alone can seriously be the best thing that ever happened to you. If you spend that time addressing the holes you need to fill within yourself, as opposed to spending it, you know, talking shit about your ex or waiting for your next, source your happiness internally. Stop being so afraid to be alone for a minute so that you can fill your holes and then watch, like watch how the results you net yourself change. Get clear on what you need to be happy, not what other people think you need to be happy, not what Disney thinks you need to be happy, not what you've been told you need to be happy. Like that all is someone else's version of happy. What is your version of happy? All right, number three. Okay, you're not gonna like me anymore. Reason number three, you're not getting what you want. You are being a victim. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I love women. Sisterhood lights my soul on fire. But these are some common complaints that I hear from my lovely women. I attract losers. I attract assholes. I attract married men. I attract ugly guys. (laughs) This is a lot. Let's start here. We have discussed in this podcast so far, like the simple process of examining your surroundings and your team. The people surrounding you are a direct reflection of the choices you're making. So I'm going to ask you a difficult question now. If you are surrounded by assholes and clowns, what the hell does that make you? The law of attraction isn't like a tryout for the hoop squad. It just happens. People are pulled into your life depending on the quality of your internal status. What's going on with you internally if you are pulling the types of men that you find ill-behaved or disappointing or all your complaints? The men that hit on you ladies are not the problem. I hear this thing. I'm serious. I hear this. Jillian, ugly guys keep shooting their shot with me. What am I doing wrong? Am I ugly? Because if I'm not, like, why do they think that I'm on their level? (laughs) First of all, ugly is a relative term. All right. All right. Okay. We're not going to like vibe with calling people ugly out here. But I'm using this term because I'm like directly quoting people. Second of all, no, ugly men hitting on you does not mean that you are ugly. Just like broke brokes hanging out the passenger side of their best friend's ride trying to holler at you did not mean the chili from TLC was low rent. Like none of you have to want no scrub, okay? The people who try to get into your life are zero reflection on you. The people you let, that you let into your life are a direct reflection of you. 
Marka Groves asks us in some of his work, he asked, what is the price of admission into your life? I love, uh, I love that question. What is the price of admission into your life? If there are clowns to the left of you, jokers to the right, it is on you to raise the price of admission into your world. Raise the bar. (laughs) I have joked in the group chat about like putting a cape on and dropping from the ceilings on women when they're on dates. And I would just be like an avenger of raising the bar. (laughs) I'd probably come crashing in with like an actual bar screaming like, raise the bar, ladies. (laughs) If men you think are way below your standards are hitting on you, why are they making it pass go? Did they break and enter into your phone contacts? Did a cargo jet drop them into your bed after bar close? Did a supernatural force maybe inhabit you that supernaturally responded to a you up text message? Like how are they staying in your life? Do these low vibe men you keep in your phone and like let into your apartment maybe even pants? Do they have a video of you sneaking a bomb into the White House? You didn't want to give him your phone number, but your phone is dry, so you did. You didn't want to go out with him, but you're bored by your own company, so you did. You didn't really want to send a nude, but you needed validation about your gym body that you aren't able to access from yourself, so you did. You were supposed to change the types that you're letting into your world, but your world seemed too heavy all alone, so you didn't. I'm just stepping on your window with a question. Does it sound like anybody else besides you had anything to do with this? Listen, I told you I'm being tough today. Stay with me. Remember why I'm on this path? Because I learned the hard way. There's no shame in waking up to these things. Wait, I heard this one too. I... I heard this one. Jillian, could you look at my Bumble pictures and let me know why I keep attracting men that only want to hook up? Uh, Beloved, I don't have to look at your pictures to know why that is happening. Your pictures are beautiful. So you're swiping the yes way on these types because you lack an internal monologue that identifies the things you are no longer accepting as cheap admission into your world. Well, okay, he'll do for now. What kind of energy is that sending about what you want to attract? My ladies, your Bumble, it's, your Bumble isn't broken. (laughs) There's not a separate dating app that only shows you good, high quality men that want to take you on a real date and respect your mind and your boundaries and your limits. Like everyone has that one, whereas you're stuck with the one that like only shows you men that want to hook up. My Bumble's broken. All I see are these assholes. Dude, we all have the same app. We all have the same pool. You are the filter. It is on you to raise the price of admission and raise the bar at who gets to vibe with you. Like, why are your vibes free? You heard before, you've heard a million times that what you tolerate will continue because it's true. And you cannot possibly believe that you're actually worthy or expect honesty and loyalty if you do not give it to yourself. You cannot expect all these things from other people and then turn around and point the finger when you just abandoned yourself to try to get something you wanted. You cannot just decide that everyone has to respect you and if you get played, it's on these men nowadays and uh, no one values loyalty anymore. Men lie. Look, no one is above getting played. People lie. People lie. People are capable of doing bad things. People often act in self-interest. Give yourself the loyalty and truth and honor that you blindly expect from others. Watch how quickly you net yourself a world that is made up of those things only. 
Are you going to stay a victim or are you going to deal with the sting it takes to turn the finger inward and accept the responsibility for what you're attracting, choosing, and spending your mileage on? I know that it hurts, but turn that finger inward. The problem isn't out there with them. It's in you and how you fix you. Remember? This is all an amazing invitation to do just that. We know that these hollow Instagram quotes on positive thinking are not going to shift that victim energy. Take some advice that I was once given to start looking at other people as mirrors of your energy. What you believe about yourself, they believe about you. They reflect back the same thing that you give off. I dare you to spend the next few weeks redirecting your own energy to look at the world without any of that victim energy, but from a place of where you're a mirror. No one forced these results on you. You did them yourself. Change the game. A victim mindset levels up in order to be loved. You give yourself that and you are now living in truth. Reason number four that you might not be getting what you want. Your ego is driving you. So here's the thing. The universe, aka your highest self who only wants the best for you, sees you without your ego. So when you're out here thinking to yourself, I need a boyfriend to post on Instagram so I can keep up. I need to show these haters, you know, that I can keep a man. I need to provoke envy in others so that I can rise. I uh, want followers, whatever it is, so on. Do you think any of that sounds like something your highest, best, most authentic version of you is going to vibe with? Your self that exists beyond your ego, your higher self, doesn't fuck with that. That's all ego. The universe sees through your egoic wants. And I hate to say it, but you are not taking radical responsibility for your part in not getting what you want, often because you like the noise. You like keeping low-rent men in your phone so you can tell your friends, girl, this guy won't give up on me. He's just blowing me up. Well, secretly... You're depressed that you can't pull better. Ego. You like dating married men or men with girlfriends because you secretly want to prove you have what it takes to win out over other women. Ego. You like dating men whom you consider below your level because you know that they won't leave you or hurt you and you can be the one to walk away. Ego. You chase the title of relationship, whether the person really meets your needs or not. Because the act alone of saying you're in a relationship, as opposed to, ugh, single, makes you feel accomplished and worthy. Ego. You like performatively posting forced pictures with a man on social media, regardless of the fact that he doesn't always text you back. Because people see you faking fulfillment, and they call you hashtag relationship goals. Ego. You like arranging your friends around the brunch table with some overpriced mimosas, authoritatively telling them what they're doing wrong in dating because, well, you know better than them. You're the successful one. You got chosen by a man. Even if they don't know that you title chase till you got one. But they're still stuck with the label of single. Ego. <laughs> you feel me? You like dating toxic people, beloved, because your ego loves the rush of toxicity. Okay, okay, stop sucking your teeth at me. You know that you've done some of these things just like I know that I have done some of these things. I got me an ego. I'm a human. Sometimes I've had me like a Kanye-sized type of ego and that thing has gotten me into trouble, right? That's why I'm here. 
And some of you, your ego right now is like, screw her. My cousin's man was treating her terribly at first, but then they worked it out and she got the ring. Yeah, I get it. A lot of these people around you have never addressed the issues in their relationships. But then they're posting vacations and acting like everything is great and you're calling them cute. Don't be all ah to that shit. That's settling. Do you want to be the type of person who has to manufacture compatibility all to compete and win the gaze of other people? It is not their game. It's yours. Focus on yourself and take your own radical responsibility in training your ego to chill the F out while you figure out what you truly want out of a relationship for some real reasons, reasons that are in service to you, not for the ego-driven reasons of looking good to the world around you. I get it. You're programmed to keep up appearances. The real thing that is driving you in your subconscious is approval. You are focused on making other people see you as great. Why are you so afraid to be great on your own? I don't buy what you're selling me. If you're selling me that you're better than someone or that you have yourself all figured out just because you're in a relationship, I am here to demand more of you. I see your real potential, not the one that lives the lies we've been sold by this world about not being whole on our own. I see the potential that lives inside of you. Why are you so afraid to be great on your own? If you are single, internalize. There will be someone that thanks the universe that another person made the mistake of letting you go. If you are not single, but you know you want something that you feel is out of your reach, internalize this. You deserve it all. You will get it all. You can have it all and it's coming already. It's in process. Hold on to those thoughts. Live in that energy like you already have the things you want. Like live like, live like this is what it looks like while everything is happening for you. And even if your brain goes back to a place of remembering the people that treated you badly for no reason or the times you've lost, you're tempted to get bitter back in that spiral of resentment. Remember that it's only about you if you think the behavior of others is about you. We're shifting from I need you to want me so that I can want me to I love me and I don't need you to do that. So then people can just love you. People can just love you. How beautiful does that sound? Summing up our findings. Are you going to be the person who keeps yourself on the bitterness loop? Or are you going to burn the past down and build a future with the energy that is real in your mind? Are you going to keep expecting the worst? Or are you going to give in to the reality that you win this game in the end? And have fun while it plays out. Are you going to keep living and dating on autopilot? Or are you going to give in to the radical clarity that you have inside of you to access right now? Are you going to stay the victim of chaos around you and hope that you get lucky? Or are you going to cancel those weak ass thoughts and give in to the fact that you control the game? Are you going to let your ego creep up or are you going to give in to operating from a place of full safety within yourself? Why are you so afraid to be great on your own? You are not a problem to be fixed. Ball's in your court.